What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We got another hot one in for you today. Episode 51. Tim, we passed the 50 episode threshold. Bob Vito put the icing on the cake. Episode 50. We're half, halfway to triple digits, baby. No, it feels halfway good. There. Gotta stay consistent with it. I, gotta, lo- I love what we're doing. Gotta keep, gotta keep going. I love it too, man. Uh, so today, current event-wise, I, I bring up an article um, about cupping therapy. And, and they really bash uh, this, this modality. And it, it's one that I use on myself as well as patients. So uh, I'm, I may or may not butt heads a little bit here. Um, then in, in prior episodes, we've talked about Apple. Uh, they're having lawsuits filed against them due to monopolizing, being uh, having monopolistic pricing as well. Uh, but we look at an interesting Supreme Court ruling with, with all of this stuff going on with Apple. Uh, Tim, how's your current events look today? Yeah, so we got Amazon getting creative with their delivery service. So. Amazon is expanding its delivery service partner program and rolling out a new incentive that encourages not only existing Amazon employees, but small business owners to start their own package delivery company. So I thought this was a cool thing, giving them full reign to do whatever they want. And the small business impact that it's going to have, because I know small businesses sell stuff on Amazon and rolling this kind of thing out is going to be cool. So we talk about that. Just going to feed and breed entrepreneurs, man. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. And we also got a new app that came out, uh, I think, late last year, earlier this year, called Podcoin. So you can pretty much get paid to listen to podcasts, earn Podcoins, redeem them on cool things. We explore this concept, and there's a catch. We'll get into it and what we think about this new uh, interesting app called Podcoin. Always a catch. Catch alert. Uh, then we, uh, I kind of link my, my RLE and my book talk today, um, as you know, one that we, we did uh, reference our mothers, uh, in, in our first few minutes as well, did a mother's day recap, but, uh, my RLE and book talk comes from my mother and the advice that it, she's been kind of giving me and, and guiding me along my way here. So, uh, I kind of link those two together. Tim, uh, how's your RLE and, and book talk look today? Yeah, so today uh, I talk about things that I learned in the first couple months coming out of college. I know Butler graduation was this weekend. A lot of other graduations went on. It's a tough transition coming out, I, I will admit. And I, I, I struggled with this at first, but I learned very key elements to incorporate into my life to continue to be happy and continue to live a life that that is meaningful and I give those those things that I learned in that section and then I also in the episode talk about body language there's a surprising thing that everybody does without thinking with their arms that doesn't always communicate the best message so we I'm going to go into that uh, we have a lot of good things on this episode today I, I think people are going to enjoy it so whenever you get a chance uh, leave us a review on iTunes five star review uh, let us know and we will send you a laptop sticker a free one just oh, takes 15 please. seconds for review. So we, we appreciate all your feedback. Enjoy this one, episode 51. It was a good Mother's Day weekend. Did you have a good one? I did, yeah. I got to see got to see my mom for a little bit. Did you go up to Cherville? I did. Nice. Yeah. Your yeah. brother come in town too? No, no. He... Uh, he didn't. I, 
I kind of made an impromptu call on that. I was like, ah, like the day before. I was like, hey, I'm going to come up tomorrow. And uh, we did dinner in Chicago Saturday at Tuscany's. Nice Italian joint. And then Sunday morning did breakfast. And then I came back to Indy. Very so nice. quick little, quick little trip, but fun to fun to surprise her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was up as up in Noblesville. We went out to eat. Me, and my mom, and my two sisters, brother in law, other brother. Most of the family was there, but yeah, it was good to see her. And I thought before we get into our current events and mm-hmm. stuff for today, we each yeah. say one thing that we're thankful for most about our moms because <sighs> just one. Oh yeah, I mean that's a tough one uh, to narrow it down. Man, okay. But yeah, you have to give me a give me an awkward pause here for a minute. I can start if you want me to. Yeah. Do yeah. That. So with my mom, I think she's she's always trying to feed me information, um, critiques, or anything that's going to make me better. Like she doesn't just say all the nice things about me. She's mm-hmm. she's really honest with me about stuff that I need to get better on, and little whether it's ordering a. Harvard Business Review subscription for me to make me more educated for my job or just being real with me if she sees I need improvement on something. Like, for example, our podcast, she she gave us some critiques on how to make it better. She was real honest with me. She didn't just say, oh, it's good. She gave me, she said it's good, but she also gave me the necessary critiques to make us better. And that's yeah. that's how she's always been. She's always been like real honest with me to the point where she doesn't see me as who I am, but sees me as who I'm capable of becoming. Sure. And she does it in a really loving manner. Yeah. But she tells me what I need to hear. So, and you need people in that, like that in your life that aren't just going to tell you all the things you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And she's, I trust her because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I love my mom for telling me what I need to hear as well. But I'd say the biggest thing is, man, she she walks with me through the the dark valleys, man. Mm -hmm. Like she always gets me through. And that is like, man, when you have someone who can do that, because you're going to go through some shit and it, it might be insignificant compared to someone else's shit, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but everyone's got their stuff. And so she, she's always, you know, in that way, she says what I need to hear and isn't woe is me about it, you know, and but she can still be motherly with it, too. And that to me is just like one of one of the greatest traits of all time. Uh-huh. One I need to get a little better at, but for me, that's that's it. Yeah, me and mom's is tight. I love that. And you said you're 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 your mom's kid. I see. I hear, oh, you, I sure. hear you say that all the time. For sure. And it's true. Like yeah. you can tell. Like her personality shines through you, mm-hmm. and she's an awesome lady. And we yeah. have her on the podcast for next Thursday's episode. So yes, we do. Tune into that. Yes, we do. But yeah. Well, we got some cool uh, current events for today. Uh, first one I want to get into is Amazon. So I think the biggest thing Amazon's been trying to do lately is reduce cost on their delivery. Okay. I know they're also moving towards like more automated functions and like the operational process, like packaging and stuff like that. So they're, they're coming out with this, well, it's an extension of something they already have. It's called the Delivery Service Partner Program. And they rolled out a new incentive that encourages not only existing Amazon employees, but also small business owners to start their own package delivery company. What? So this is under the umbrella of Amazon, but it's got like its own entrepreneurial twist to it. So these people, if they want to start, so they get access to Amazon's delivery technology, hands-on training, um, and other discounts for assets like vehicle leasing and insurance, 
Uh, and what happens is Amazon takes these vans that they, like have you seen those dark blue Amazon vans? Yeah, yeah. They lease these out to these people. They fund their startup costs up to ten thousand dollars. And for the employees that are starting going into this, they'll pay for the first three months of what their salary would have been Damn. to start this. So, yeah, it, it and I think it's that, not a bad deal. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because go you, Jeff. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's cool because I think like these like so far since the launch of the program, there's been more than like over. 200 small business owners that have been using this and they're saying that you can earn as much up to $300,000 in annual profit if your fleet gets up to 40 vehicles. So you can keep on leasing these vans and starting your business and making money, but Amazon also still has control. I mean, Amazon's obviously making this because it's their products that are going out Mm -hmm. and they have complete control over their delivery system. Cause I think one of the reasons why they're cutting costs is they've been utilizing like FedEx, UPS, Stuff like that, but they don't they don't need that anymore if they have this in place and, right. and incentivize people to be business Man. owners. Isn't that cool? That's pretty wild. I like that. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. As my buddy Beef would say, "Smoke them if you got them." Yeah, you know, and, and you're creating more entrepreneurs, right? Which I think we need to keep doing. You know, don't just let that pass us by. Like, keep feeding that fire. So this is pretty cool. Because I think like. These small businesses, you can, they've been able to sell their products on Amazon. But over time, they're extending Amazon's like top-notch delivery system, technology, all this stuff, into their own business plan, which is cool. Like Amazon first gave them the platform to sell their products. Mm-hmm. Now they're giving them the, the delivery system. I think it's cool. I, I do as well. Like I, yeah, I'm on board. Because I think Amazon – because this goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that Amazon has like – these robots that do the packaging for the products now, which is cutting jobs. And I think this allows people to kind of offsets that and gives people an opportunity to create their own business. Hey, we're not firing you, but there is this option, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So good for Amazon, but we're not firing you. We (laughs) want you here, but there is this. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. What do you got? Uh, So I actually, read this while I was at work, which is ironic because it's about cupping. Mm -hmm. I like the the therapy, cupping therapy. And we use this. You know, everything is a tool. Before anyone gets up my ass about it, it's it's all a tool. Uh, Cupping, Graston, uh, manual soft tissue work, it's all tools. Um, So we use it when we think it's needed and where it fits. But we do do a lot of cupping and uh, sometimes dynamic cupping where you actually move the cup along the area that you're working um but this article just destroyed cupping in in, in Wait, all before you get in the article can you yes. just brief overview of what cupping is ah good question heard of this yeah good i point. can even use some education yeah on this. so what cupping does is so imagine a positive pressure on the skin like massage you're pushing down into the the muscle right uh cupping does the opposite where you suck the air out, you place the cup over the affected area that you believe to be uh, inflamed of some sorts, um, has uh, excessive tightness, uh, maybe a partial uh, tear or, or strain. Um, 
and the cup, you place it over, you, we call it a plunger, you remove the air from the cup, it raises the skin up into the cup, and it helps to break down some of the capillaries, helps promote healthier blood flow to the affected area to help reduce inflammation. Mm, okay. Uh, I mean, people respond differently. Right. How you respond is going to be different than how I respond. Mm-hmm. I like them. I respond pretty well to them. I feel looser shortly after, and that lasts um, up to a couple days. Uh, in that time, though, like cupping can be used as a tool to help you move better so you can rehab. So cup to maybe get deeper in a stretch or then maybe roll as well. You know, do something and then keep stretching that to where you, you're, you're doing some damage. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you can move better, now it's time, now is the best time for you to rehab yourself. Okay. Sounds beneficial. Right. So what's this article saying? Uh, <laughs> so it's saying how it needs more actual science and evidence, which you can argue for anything and everything. Um, but let me get one of the, one of my favorites. Okay. And, and I'm not saying that things aren't true here. So it, there was a quote within this, within the article that said, if you repeatedly injure the same area of skin over time by placing the cups in exactly the same place over and over again, the skin there can actually die. Well, okay. That's why we don't do those things. <laughs> You know, you, you offset, you, you put them in different areas because, uh, yeah, you, you can do that over time. It's not like you do it, oh, man, this is like my fifth time in the same spot. My skin is done for. No. And it's just that's how this whole article went. Narrow-minded. And, yes. Yes. And, and just Didn't berated. And, and, yes, I did read the whole thing and just berated. And I'm like, man... How much do you really know? Yeah. Like, what, what I is practice a, with this every day. Yeah. What is the healthy amount of times to do cupping? Is it is it a daily practice? Is what what's a good kind of frequency to do it? I mean, it, it depends. So if if you cupped your back today, uh, there's nothing to say that you can't cup your hamstring tomorrow, your quad the next day. Um, look, you can cup maybe the the top quarter of your back. Um, one day and then do the rest the next day or you can do the whole thing twice just in different areas mm. now that i wouldn't recommend as much i think you need to give it a little time to to heal and you just did that so mm. you know if you're going to do uh, consecutive days of cupping change your spots you know not just like oh one inch lower than the last one in this area no like like i said if you did Maybe you did a pec uh, one day, or you did both of them one day. Do something on the back, or a leg, or a hip the next, yeah. or, or an arm. You know, something different. Uh, but I look, I see and experience benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do anything on patients. I don't do to myself. The office and as a whole hasn't done that. Like, I've had plenty of acupuncture and dry needling. We offer that, and. Uh, like yeah, I experience benefit, I see benefit, patients feel benefit. It so I don't know. I thought it was a pretty hard knock. And it's it stems and, from and, the fact that it, he thinks just people are doing it over and over on the same spot too much. Well, that was one of his arguments is yeah. I mean, look, it, it's a it's a good headline. Uh oh, did I 
accidentally close out of that. Give me one sec. The ridiculous and possibly harmful practice of cupping was the headline. Mm-hmm. You know how many clicks that sh- that's going to get yeah. rather than uh, the positive benefits of cupping? Like you want to read the bad shit. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I personally thought it was overcritical and and very narrow. Like Doc said, got to do your homework on the full topic. Yeah, that's right. He says there's no like recorded benefits of it. There's got to be, right? There's got to be benefits out there everywhere, right? There's got you could you could easily find an article that talks about the positives, right? I mean, it hasn't lasted around this long for shits and gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ancient Chinese medicine. Yeah, it's not like we started it ten years ago. Right. Unless there's been reported cases of people saying that they've gotten things directly from cupping. Well, I'm, I'm, sure, really say I'm sure people have destroyed skin cupping. You can buy your own cupping set for 35 bucks off Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you could do damage, sure. Yeah. I feel like this is, this is just like saying lifting could be a harmful practice if you lift the same muscle over and over and over it again. is a harmful practice yeah you're beating up your muscles yes. so it's just like saying lift lifting and weight training is is bad if you're gonna go over and over on the same i want to ask this you just guy, gotta be smart about it ask this frequency. guy yo do you stretch <laughs> but like why would you stretch same thing all right what else you got off, yeah. off my cupping pedestal. Right. We'll we'll revisit that. I like, like some more. Eventually, I'd like some more you know, education on cupping. You know, I'll talk about all that stuff for days. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's this new app for podcast listeners called Podcoin, and Podcoin. Yeah. So I don't have the name of the guy who started it. I had it a little bit ago, but not anymore. But pretty much what this is is you get awarded points or Podcoins for listening to podcasts. Okay. And you could redeem these. Pod coins on things like Starbucks gift cards, uh, Target gift cards. Uh, you can give to charities, so you can donate money to charity. Okay. And I do. I like the idea of this because I think it, it it hones into two things that people love: the competition aspect of things, which people want to rack up as much coins as they can, so they can be ranked on a leaderboard because they have a little leaderboard. Uh, and I think people just like free stuff. Like people just see this concept like oh i listen to, i do things i love to do like listen to podcasts <clears throat> yeah and i can earn stuff to get free stuff yeah <clears throat> until you realize that every time you listen so 10 minutes of you listening, mean there's a catch so he, well here <gasps> it is 10 minutes of listening is one pod coin and it takes 15 it takes 1500 pod coins to get an amazon a five dollar amazon gift card so do the math on hold that. on hold on so ten minutes of listening is one pod coin, mm-hmm. and you need fifteen hundred of those. So that's fifteen thousand minutes of listening <laughs> for a five dollar. <laughs> I get. I, hate, I, love, I hate these people already. <laughs> I love the idea, but that's a long term game. Like, <laughs> I mean, what, what harm does it do to listen to podcasts? And the more you listen to it, the more you learn. But like, how, that's gonna take you forever. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it's a good model. I like it. But the conversion could be a little better. <laughs> I mean, if you want to just start it to start it, and as Gary Vee says, when there's a new like 
platform, get on it, start creating content. Not that you're doing content with this, but I mean, I guess you could just run it while you listen to your stuff that you already listen to, but or run it while you're sleeping and just turn it all the way down. Just so you can listen. What the, then you won't people learn gonna, nothing, Tim. People are gonna cheat the system. You know they will. People are gonna re- you're gonna catch. You on think like, people are gonna? Hey, I'm gonna be 30 years old by the time I get this Starbucks <laughs> gift card. Five years from now. Since I started Podcoin in 2019, it's now 2027, and I've had my seventh five dollar Starbucks gift card. Bro. It's like what the. Go do, I could go some, somewhere else and do something like that. I can I can make a podcast and earn money off it. Man, I love then. this idea, but it could just be so much better. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think how they're eventually going to make money is I think podcasts are going to pay Podcoin to increase the value of the Podcoin as they listen to that specific podcast. Like people will see, like, oh, if I listen to this podcast, I'm going to get more for my listening. I'm going to get Podcoins quicker. Like they're going to change that, mm-hmm. so people will pay for that type of right. I think that's how they'll end up making money. So I feel like this is like the baseline of everything, and eventually that's what's gonna happen. Like, all right, you'll be able enough. to earn more. So it's it's very, relatively new, but fair enough. I'll take that. Listen, like people downloading the app has obviously increased month over month. If I so, read, but so you think people would run it overnight and just mute it, dude? After thinking about yeah, after thinking about this, I went through all the possibilities on how to, to gain more. Well, I guess don't okay. don't don't, okay, don't, don't was... tell them. Don't we're, we may we may need to cut this out. <laughs> No, but no, I haven't done that yet. Cops, 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 cops. No, um, I guess, so I was thinking like, why would you waste the podcast? You, like you could just queue up a bunch of nothings mm-hmm. and just run them for days. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you could. So yeah, there's that. Hey, how, how bad, how bad do you need that $5 Starbucks gift card? And I think people are like... And that's, <laughs> to run it overnight. It's a good idea. It really is. It is a good idea. It's a good... Like, people are all... Like, people are going to listen to them anyway, so why not listen to it on podcast? No, I agree. It could just be a little bit easier. Right? That's what I'm saying. Just a little bit. Give. So. It's a give and take. Give and take. So, yeah, listeners, go download PodCoin with the promo code OTD. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> and get your first uh, $5 gift card for, for joining. You know how we've talked about uh, the Apple lawsuits? Yeah. Uh, because they take the commission um, that they charge to the app developers, but that commission gets uh, passed through to customers. So thus, uh, one could argue, it would create a higher than competitive price. Mm-hmm. And so there have been lawsuits about how this is monopolistic with monopolistic pricing as well. Um, you know, you need to stay market price. And Supreme Court ruled against Apple. Against Apple. So now. Uh, wow. Yes. Okay. Because, well, by ruled against, Apple wanted to uh, pretty much freeze these lawsuits and. And be like, no, this this can't happen. Supreme Court ruled against it. So uh, this might get a little juicy. Might get juicy. So I'm interested to see what else happens. But it was basically going through, um, you know, why why they agreed, the language that they used. They referenced uh, a prior case that they might have blown the hinges off the door. Uh, interesting read, but the nitty gritty it comes down to that um, this is. You know, people will argue that this could be the start of regulating 
something on the internet. Hmm. You know, which I think is a dangerous game to play. And then you have the other side where it's like, well, we need to keep, you know, if you're if you're the best at what you do, fine. But there's also higher than competitive pricing, which is not okay. So uh gonna be interested to see So where do we go from here? See long term. Let me uh so this so this just here. this just means that Apple will have to keep their prices lower, um, or charge charge people less for putting their apps onto the App Store, right? That's what this means. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, they'll have to change up pricing. I like this. Well, not that I like this. I like how interesting this is. Yeah. That I, I like the the interest level that it has, um, because if there's one like if I'm, like this place is where everybody brings their apps to, so you, you got to promote. I mean, it's just a classic market economy. We got to promote competition. We can't mm-hmm. just let this one guy who 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 owns the only place that people can upload apps to or start apps to and to have control like something like this. I'm gonna look up right now because um, Apple's uh, stock went down. Because I think something like this, they, this like the more the more monopolistic this is, like the less likely people with creative app ideas are even going to come to Apple in the first place. So I think they want to just keep that, keep the creativity levels high, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people are less likely to develop apps if they have this thing. So I think it's good that we're we're blocking this notion. So. Yeah, I can see that. I uh, I don't know what side I'm I'm with yet. Um, like how much how much are we gonna start regulating now? You know, is this the start of a whole train of regulations? And I think we need a few things still that are not that regulated. Well, just because you're regulating apps doesn't mean you need to regulate the internet. Like True. This is this is we're talking about innovation here. Yeah. Innovation with apps. The future of, of things but I could easily see how this could sp- spill over to the internet mm-hmm. like we've talked about before mm-hmm. but but uh, so Apple stock went down six six percent um, yesterday damn on Monday yeah. well that's dude the markets as a whole has been down yeah like on Monday the whole market went but I mean down. it was after this ruling yeah yeah well so, dude, the market today went down 700 points whew. almost and it went down like 400 yesterday. Did not look at that. Yeah. So I, I feel like that that definitely had that definitely had maybe Apple. I mean maybe Apple caused the whole market to go down. But <laughs> I don't know. I know like no that does happen like with like Boeing and stuff like big yeah. com- big companies that that are in the like the top 30 biggest comp or stock companies when things like that happen the market is usually down anyway. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So but yeah, now that's crazy, man. Yeah, we'll see. We got we got to revisit that. Keep up to date on that. All right, man. You got anything else on this this current event? No. Bad boy. No. You want to start off some real real life events? Yes. So, the talking about this, I I saw everybody graduating this weekend from Butler. Brought back some good memories. Congrats yeah. to those people that got through that. Yeah, for it's a good sure. accomplishment. This is where life gets fun and interesting, and you're gonna have to solve problems you've never had to solve before. So it's fun. You're gonna have your own. 
Real life experiences, that's for damn mm-hmm. sure. And I want to give people, I want to flash back to the things I learned when I graduated. I want to share some things that are actually pretty important to me that I want. I really want people to hear. Yeah. Uh, things that I learned in my couple months after college because it was a very tough transition for me. Um, and obviously, step number one is find find a job that you're in love with. But regardless of whether you like your job or not, there's some things that I want people to know is first of all, you need to take care of your body and your mind. Those are the two most important things. Do not let these things go. Continue to work out, continue to train, continue to keep walking or at least 30 minutes of physical exercise every day. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be tough to go to work from, from eight to five, nine to five and come home and you're going to feel a different type of exhaustion that you didn't feel in college. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Yep. What, like you might be sitting down all day, whatever you're doing, regardless, it's going to take ment- mental strength from you when you get home. I can promise you that. So always keep your brain and your mind sharp. Do even the small, you don't have to work out for like two hours after work, but do at least 30 minutes. I mean, if you want to get really big, you do, but uh, teach their own. Yeah. So keep that up and then train your mind just like you would your entire body. So Bobby Maximus came on some type of podcast and he said, the way you feed information to your mind should be the same way you train your body, whether it's walking, whether it's lifting. Um, and feed information in your head when, when you're not at work, whether it's information about your company, your industry, the, the problems that your industry is facing, like what Bob Vito was talking about, or if it's talking about other non-work-related things, like learning about a new skill that you want to master, reading about things you're interested in. Regardless, do some reading every day and keep your brain sharp. Keep, take care of those two things, biggest things that you want to do. Because the gym, when I was going through like my tough job transition, the gym was what I looked forward to every day because I knew that even though I wasn't at a good place mentally at work, I always knew that I was advancing my body and being healthier. And I, I looked forward to that time. Uh, the third thing is keep familiarity in your life. Uh, f- practices that you practice in college, whether it was organization, do things on a daily basis that you did in college that can still fit in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Like keep like processes you did because you are going to miss college. You're going to miss being in that environment, but keep things that were familiar to you in that environment into your new section of your life. So figure out what those things are. And then the last thing I have is meet and have lunch or have some type of network one-on-one meeting with at least one person every week. Expand your network and talk to people, whether it's people at your company, people outside your company, go learn from someone one-on-one, at least one person every week. Those are the four things that I would give advice to someone on. Very, uh, very Jim McKnight advice of you too. Yeah, I like it. That's good though, because that's hard to do. But mm-hmm. once you get used to it, it's like ah, ain't no thing. Yeah. Would you agree with the? I mean, would, would do you have anything to add to that? Do you want anything you want to highlight from what I just said? Uh, I'd say like when when you're talking talking there we go about your training, whether it's your mind, your body, like you're going to have to change your schedule up, mm-hmm. and you might not like how you're going to have to change it for a period of time. For example, uh, I, I really enjoy the mornings, you know, from like eight-ish, you know, like getting up around eight would be ideally perfect every day, but uh, I can't do that because I have to, you know, we mm-hmm. have work. So say you get, I work late nights too into like, you know, six, six thirty, seven o'clock to where I don't want to then go to the gym and then get home at, 9 nine thirty. then try to cook and eat and shower and you know i need to go to bed so 
I started working out in the morning before work. So now some some things in my evening meals change too. Uh, some things in my morning routines have to change. Uh, the time I go to bed has to change. So you're going to have to shift things around. And look, you might have a little lull period. Okay, so if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. But realize that once you kind of get used to things a little bit, uh, you need to find your, your regularity, your consistency in that schedule. So you, you need to understand that you might have to change a schedule that you might not like for a while, but you might end up really enjoying it. Plus going super early in the morning kind of gives you the feel of like, I'm getting it. Yeah. People are going to get get it a little bit later, but I'm getting it first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like uh, when you get a good lift and a good sauna, then a, a, a cold shower start cold then i go hot you know a little Mm -hmm. comfort before i leave although the gym uh all the showers are cold right now at uh la really glendale one temp until hopefully wednesday tomorrow dang cold shower week hey it it's not as bad when you start doing it already but if you have a positive mindset still oh man today was cold though sure and uh so just understand that you might have to, to do some things like that. And it might not just be around the gym. That was mm-hmm. just something that I recently changed in the last few months. But, well, not in the last few, but that I did have to change because I wasn't going to be at work all day until, you know, seven-ish. Mm-hmm. And then try to watch myself move and hawk myself. And like, I'm mentally, I'm done being with patients all day. Yeah. So I got to change it up. You got to take care of me first. And, and that's just a small thing, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> do whatever works for you. Yeah. And, and, and you're going to try, try different things out. Don't stick to one thing all the time. Experiment with it. Yeah. And you're going to realize that you have a, not that you don't not have free time, but you have a lot less free time than in college. Mm-hmm. So to your point, finding something that you love doing, if you don't like it, you're going to have to do extra at night for yourself after a day of doing something for someone else if you get to that point yeah. a lot of people do and it's a matter of if you do the little extra or not to change your happiness yeah so and it's that's not for the, it's not for the week either but that's <laughs> that's a hard struggle and not everyone yeah. will see that until your year two years three years shit some people 10 years into the the line there but if you recognize early like ah this ain't for me you now know that you have to do a little bit extra on the side mm-hmm. than the person next to you who's content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finding something that you love doing, man, that's... I sold out my first couple of years out of college and then uh, I found a unicorn mm-hmm. role, but whew, man. Yeah, and your mom said it in her interview, but, oh, I don't want to do spoiler alerts, but I want to talk about this. When, yeah. she, when she talked about com- becoming the highest version of yourself, whether that's going and reading and learning about things that you passionately care about because that's where it all starts whether you're all in on your job or not or loving it like go after the things that you, that bring you joy to read about to interact with mm-hmm. and just follow, follow those things and continue to read about them and maybe one day you're gonna you're gonna find an opportunity and inclination to take action on some of those ideas so and that's part of becoming your highest self is following your passions and what you care about yep like i need to be on that basketball court every day so <laughs> what brings me happiness that's a, it's a small part of my life but you gotta do what you gotta do man feed your passions yep i like it 
That's a good uh, good RLE, man. I'm. Uh... It's big, man. It's important because I, I, I know this time of year it just it hits an emotional chord with me because of what I myself went through at first coming out of college. And yeah. I know that there's gonna be people out there that are gonna feel that. Yeah. I, and it it, it kind of gives it, it makes me emotional to, to think about that for other yeah. people because it is tough. But well, I'm just glad you think, shared it though because yeah, that's yeah. hard. Keep, keep those four things and incorporate those and I think you're going to have a, a, a good experience coming out of college so yeah no I, I like all those I agree mm-hmm. um, so my my RLE for for today kind of came from my mom yesterday so uh, if, if you've been following along uh, I've clearly been having a, a few difficulties in life lately i'm in a a dark valley a a tough season as my pastor would call it and uh it it hit a point uh recently to where you know my hope and faith uh cages were rattled a little bit you know and it's one of those to where it's if you've been in the spot that wow i really messed this up and and I was someone that I wasn't for whatever reason something something went off and in my case I think a lot stemmed from prior hurts um, and, and pains and, and let those things drive and let emotion drive and so uh, I was talking to my mom and she sent me this thing uh, it was uh, a, a brief uh, takeaway from this book uh, called Rediscovering Catholicism by Matthew Kelly. And we've talked about his book, Resisting Happiness, that I've read. Um, and I'll try to cruise through this. It said, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Hope is one of those things that you can't buy, but that will be freely given to you if you ask. Hope is the one thing people cannot live without. Hope is a thing of beauty. I hope. I hope I can live up to the gifts and talents God has given me. I hope I can have the courage to be a true friend, a good father, and a loving husband. I hope I never stop striving to become the best version of myself. I hope I will continue to take time to listen to the voice of God each day. I hope I will have the courage to follow where His voice leads me. I hope we can build a world where our children can grow free and strong. I hope. And that is a wonderful thing. Join me in that hope, and together we will awaken all men and women to discover the incredible dream God has for their lives and for the world. Now, if you don't believe in God, God damn, send that to me, bro. Use, that was good. Use your higher power, your universe, your whatever spirit. I myself use God, and you know, at a, at a time when when hope is just all oh, you people and your optimism, you know, it's mm-hmm. like. But I, I still find myself uh, clinging harder to, like I said, in my personal case, God, which. You know, when I started going through this struggle, that's I turned to him and my mom the most. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. And this is one thing that I haven't tried in a really, really long time. And, you know, still listening. You know, stuff is getting harder. Still trying to read and listen and, and be that better version for my future me, my future friends, my future uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife. Uh, but man, sometimes hope is hope is hard, and uh, this is just 
goes to the exact point that we we started with on uh you know saying a few things about our our moms you know that mm-hmm. yeah that exactly that um because that's one of those where she's she's kind of nudging me along motherly in a motherly fashion and you know we talked a little bit more and she was kind of just laying it out like it, it will be it will be okay like you will be okay but you know don't shy away from it don't let it consume you but feel it and uh you know man moms are the best dude mm-hmm. <laughs> facts but uh so yeah that that passage from Matthew Kelly today I was like man that's I know I need that uh but sometimes it's hard to accept that mm-hmm. and that's where we've talked about that self forgiveness again to where it's I clearly still have a little bit of that hanging on. The the forgiving myself has gotten better, but there's still a little bit, still getting rid of some. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but hope is tough sometimes. It is. So and, and it's yeah. weird, man. Every week in church, I hear things that I really need to hear. Uh, but they're saying like, you know, if uh, this isn't working out, this relationship didn't work out. If you screwed up here, you did this, you did that. It's okay. You're not going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like. You're human. Yeah. God's got you. And one thing he said, I, dude, I just lost it. He's like, everything you hope for has been promised to you. I'm like, well, I'll sit down and shut Wait, up. Wait, say that again. Or, everything I, I, everything I, I, you I might, hope for I might, has been promised I might have botched that. Maybe it was just like everything has been promised to you. Okay. So like, you know, he, he's going. Promised to you by yourself? By God. Oh my God! Okay. So not everything you hope for. Yeah, I botched that. But uh, he, the the exact quote was the premise was that he will give you what you need mm-hmm. when you need it. Yeah. And in a, in a time when I'm very confused on on why I did things when I did them for how long I acted a certain way and then why all of a sudden I'm feeling and saying and doing things now that I should have done. X amount of time ago, mm-hmm. you know, to where it's like, why, where I'm trying, I'm struggling to see lessons and, and, and signs. So, uh, those struggling with hope, man, it's, it's hard. So it's okay mm-hmm. if it's hard to, to hope right now. Well, I think, yeah. And, and I know you're having a tough time with hope, mm-hmm. but I think one thing that stuck out to me with what you just read is I want to get your opinion on this is they talk about hope and Striving to be the best person that you want to be. I think that's what it said, strive. And I think that hope hope, is good not because of what hope is, but because of what hope causes in us. Because I think hope in a way inspires action on our own selves to become the greatest person that we're capable of becoming. Like we hope for the things we want in life and we want to do everything in our power to get for what we hope for. But the part of it that's tough is knowing when we can't really do anything on our own end to get what we hope for. Yeah. That's like the toughest thing about it. And it's just, it's a, it's a gray area because, and, and there's things I'm so like, glad like you said it that way though. Yeah. Can you say that again? What? Like how, uh, like when you, when you hope for something, it, it forces you to 
it, do better. Yeah, it spurs action. Hope, hope spurs action in, in humans. Because like all the things we hope for, we realize that we're going to have to open our eyes and exert our body and use our strength to get to what we hope for. And that's why hope is good. Because that's what hope causes in us as people to, like what it said, strive to be the greatest version of ourselves. So you have to exhibit like, hey, I am a better me mm-hmm. to get what you hope for. Yeah. And, and where it sucks sometimes is we reach a point where this limbo where we think or we perceive that we need someone else to get what we hope for. Mm-hmm. And they go, that goes back to something I read that Gary Vee wrote today. He said, to be the hap- like, if you, you want to know the secret to being happy all the time? Have zero expectations from other people. Yeah. Which... In relationships, that's what relationship like you want. You have expectations of what your partner is, and that's mm-hmm. why it's tough with like relationships and hope, because you want to be able to control the other person, trust the other person that they're gonna love you back the way you love them. But you have to also balance that with the fact that you're trying to be become the best version of yourself and just love everybody the way you want to love them, yeah. and that's all you can ask for from yourself. So, man, it's tough sometimes. It is. It's really tough. But. That was a good little knowledge bomb you had there. <laughs> it came off the top. It came off the dome, <laughs> off the top of my head. God, I hate you. <laughs> Not really. I love you. But yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. And like I said, please send that to me. That's good. Yeah, I, no. I kind of want to, kind of want to read that over and over again. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. That that kind of sums up my early in book talk. But uh, what's yeah. the name of that book that it's from? Rediscovering Catholicism. Okay. By Matthew Kelly. Let me uh. I'll just do that. That's one thing I'm trying to add to my repertoire of book reading is reading about other religions. Because mm. while I am a Christian, I do think it is important to make an effort to read about all the religions out there. Because yeah. it, it, it is interesting, I'm sure. And I'm trying to do more of that, make myself more well-rounded and educate myself in other cultures. Not believe in other cultures and other religions, but right. to just educate know about myself. Them. I think it's good to know as a human being to be well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Catholic, but I don't go to mass. Yeah, I go to, like, I go to Trader's Point. That's not mass, mm. but like for where I'm at, like, I found what I needed. Yeah, and that's what everybody needs to do. So, I like that. Yeah, I may go with you next time. Actually, <laughs> might Amen. as well every Sunday night. You probably like that time yourself, though, don't you? Uh, as of lately, yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, like I don't know always what's gonna hit, but sometimes something might just strike the right chord, and then you know I I gotta try not ball my eyes out in church. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, like Sunday, I had to just kind of sit and think with my head down for till I felt everyone was kind of gone, and then I got up and left. But uh, you always you're more than welcome to join me at church. Yeah, dude. I try to go with my mom sometimes, but. I do want to. I I want to. Yeah, I usually go Sunday. A little more closer to my house. Yeah, I usually go Sunday night. Cool. Because there's uh, north, northwest, and then downtown. Mm -hmm. So. Hell yeah! Yeah. Oh, Shankas. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it a lot, man. It's it's. For the first time, I actually prioritize it and look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Because. Again, I'm trying, one thing they talked about made me lose it, embrace while you wrestle. So 
you know, it's, it's okay to be not okay, yeah. but em- embrace your faith while you wrestle with it. And I was like, oh man, again, <laughs> shot through the heart and you're too late, darling, you give love. Oh. A bad name. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. No, it, it sometimes <laughs> it just it pierces you, man, and it's just like, man, how is it that it's everything exactly like, even if it's not the scripture that they're reading, it, it's something they say within their message, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it's it's exactly the thing that hits me the most. I'm just like, oh, that one hurt, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> So at least you're reflecting though. Makes you think. Sometimes a little too much. I th- well, I think church makes you more self-aware. I think. I think so. I, I you know, I, I've definitely had some things really highlighted to me in in my life and and, and decision making and man, it's uh, you know, I love everyone that helps me out and listens and gives me their their two cents, but. I've been a little more enlightened on some things lately. Good. Regardless of, of time, whether I think it's the, the worst time. It's one of those where I struggle to put the pen down. And it's time to put the pen down. It's not on my time. Mm-hmm. Can't wear a watch. And I had a friend tell me, like, don't have a timeline with, with your struggles. Okay. All right. That's that. But traders point, man, they'll, they'll give it to you. I recommend it. If you need something, uh, if you're like, oh man, I got burned out on mass, like, look, I did too. Might eventually get back, but right now, Traders Points to bomb.com, baby. Hey. Go get you some Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and they still do uh, communion. They do little personal ones. So it's like, it looks like a little plastic hourglass, and there's uh, the tape, paper, whatever you peel off. And uh, so you do one, you take the host, do the other side, flip it over. Just like that. I love it. Yeah. Advertising for Jesus. I love it. Amen. Something I can always get behind. Get you some. OTD goes to church. Um, But yeah. So I I tied my RLE in with my book talk there. Yeah. No, I like that. Thank you, Matthew Kelly. Good discussion. Um, Trying to take your advice. It is hard. People, Mm -hmm. it is hard. Tim, what you got for a little uh, book talk? Lift me up here, brother. Yeah. I just want to end on something that... Maybe a surprise to your ears, but stop crossing your arms. It it sends nonverbal messages, <laughs> negative like, ones. He's he's going body language here. Yeah. So uh, this is this is a t- this is an interesting topic because I find myself folding my arms quite a bit, just on accident. Mm. And uh, what it does is this is out of uh, book talk, uh, the definitive book of body language by. Uh, Alan and Barbara Peace. So there's different messages that folding your arms causes. It shows that you're feeling threatened. It it shows that you're disagreeing with someone. It shows that you're disinterested. That's the nonverbal meaning behind it because crossing arms across your body kind of, it shelters you and shields you and you're nonverbally telling yourself, hey, like I'm not open to learning what this person is saying. Mm -hmm. It also comes across, they also say that if you're, Folding your arms and crossing your arms and making a point, it also at, it discredits you a little bit. I thought that was interesting. Ooh, okay. Dive into that a little bit. Well, it me so whenever you cover any part of your body, whether it's your nose, your mouth, your body, 
if you're not like in an open nonverbal position when you're talking to someone, it shows that you're hiding some type of information or withholding some type of information. So the more you close up your body, the less of the truth you're telling, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I believe that. So they say like avoid crossing your arms under any circumstance unless your intention is to show the other person that you don't agree with them or that you don't want to participate in the discussion. Which so just I'm just educating everybody on what the underlying underground meaning behind that is from a nonverbal standpoint. But it it also could mean anything sometimes. I know people do it when they're cold. Sometimes people do it when they're tired, which is, I think that's why I do it. But sometimes I find, I'm, oh, I'm doing this right now because I don't really care about what's going on right now. Yeah. So I just think it, I thought that was interesting. They talk, They have a whole chapter in this book that talks about your arms and what they do. No, that's, that's interesting you bring that up. And I know you and I are big people readers too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're big on, on that and that's one of the few things I'll I'll brag we just kind of get naturally, but mm-hmm. um, it's like no matter what uh, job you're in or or conversation you're in or argument, like your body language is is more than half of what's going on. Yeah, like like words can be coming out of your mouth, but delivery. You know, we've talked about delivery, how you say things too. Same with your body language. It's it's how are you communicating? Mm-hmm. Are you aggressive, or are you you calm and collected and open? You know? Yeah. So, because I people really do it's, and I'm so glad you said that because I think people dissect it too strictly the words you say. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more that goes into communicating the meaning of a message. It's the tone of your voice. It's what your eyes are doing. It's what your eyebrows are doing. It's how open your body is to someone when you're talking to them. It's what your legs are doing. It's crazy, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to name this person specifically, but just an example of this. There's someone I know that he always has to be right. Every, like, every, all of his processes that he does in his life are the right way to do things. Mm. And he doesn't really like to listen to other people's ideas. Whenever someone says something, he doesn't ask about what they say. When they get done talking, he immediately goes into what he has to say. And so he's not as receptive to other people's ideas. He doesn't educate on all points of view. And this person out of anybody I know always has their arms crossed when they're sitting down. Like huh. he, he's always leaning back. When he, whenever he's listening to someone, he always leans back and crosses his arms. And you can just tell he's thinking of what he has to say. And it's like, it's crazy how I notice these things in conversation. But this guy literally is thinking of what he's about to say while this other person's talking. Huh. While he's doing his arm cross. Like I said, it doesn't always mean that, but I'm just saying it ties into the, the way this person communicates. And it's obvious to me. But it's not really obvious to anybody else. I, I hope I it's it was someone that I either like kind of sit with in, in passing or just by happening to be with you at some point to, to see this live. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, look out for things like this. And they say like... Applying this to salespeople, when you're, when you're giving a presentation to someone and you're looking at the audience and you see people that are, that have their arms crossed, or if you see this, well, let's just apply it to one-on-one. If you're giving a presentation to a decision maker one-on-one and they cross their arms, they teach salespeople. And I've read about this to stop what you're talking about and make sure you ask the, your goal is to get their, their arms uncrossed. Mm. And you need to stop your your presentation. Be like, Hey, does everything like sound good to you? Like, how does, 
like check up on them when you see someone crossing their arms because huh. they're not they're not open to what you're saying. Interesting. Or they disagree or with something that just don't proceed if someone is crossing their arms like that. How do you think that would play out? Have you ever tried that? Like if if you're giving a presentation and it it's a big deal presentation and someone just in the middle, maybe they think about it, maybe they don't. They just sit back and cross their arms. Mm-hmm. And how do you think that plays out? It's like, hey, I, you doing okay there, Jim? Like everything still okay with you? Yeah. Everything jive in here? Like that's the sign of a good person, of a good salesperson, of of a great presenter, a, a person who knows how to identify when they can tell people in their audience are either drifting off or not doing what they're saying. Yeah. And it's just. Do you think that person would feel called out? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. See that that's why I'm asking, how do you think that would go? Like could that affect a potential deal or not? I mean, I guess it could either way, to your point. Mm-hmm. It the rest of the room could be like, Yeah, dude, I don't know what your deal is. He was the best. He called you out. Let's go with him. It's 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 different when you're presenting to a group of people. You want to be careful about calling someone out like that. So you're saying this is more for one on one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This I would apply this to one on one or like the smaller I mean Take advantage of the smaller group if you have one. Like if if you see it's acceptable in that social situation to be like, if I saw if I saw a lot of people in a presentation and one person was doing that, I would just ask the room, hey, does this make sense with everyone? Is there any mm. questions, anything that you that you want to add to this point? Mm. That's yeah. how I phrase it. Like, don't, don't know why I thought classroom setting. <laughs> well, because dude, I see it all the time. Like growing up in in college, like. You could just tell people were disinterested. Yeah. But the professor, I mean, in a group of 20 kids, you can't just single someone out and be like, hey, does this make sense? Because there's, right, right. there's so many people that, that do it. But like, if you're if you're giving a presentation, if you're if you're trying to earn someone's business and legit like everyone's persuade still on board someone, with this or everyone's still good, it's important to do, man. Trial closes are so important. Or just the, the joking, like, everyone hanging in there? Like, yeah. Know. So... Cool man. Yeah, it's different in like college because they have to get through the lecture. Yeah, like they have to get from beginning because it's and it's tougher to just stop the lesson and be like, "Hey, does this makes sense with everybody." Very less likely to happen. Very important thing to highlight. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's that. what I have for body language. Sweet. Tim, I think we did it. I think we did. Great episode. I got nothing left. Episode fifty-one. We killed it today. Tune in for this Thursday. Crushed it. This Thursday, we have episode 52, Gloria Morris, the owner of Float60. Go to float60.com to learn more about her business. It's a very interesting interview uh, talking about forming this specific type of business, floating tanks. There's a lot that goes into it. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, She manages five oceans in a room. Yeah. We'll leave leave it there. Sit on that. (laughs) Yeah. So enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. Give us a review if you ever get a chance. We look forward to your feedback. So enjoy it.